Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam. Great to have you in today. So before I get to the show, I want to announce that you can now text me with your questions. The number to call is 1-844-932-1291. That's 1-844-932-1291. So if you text me your question, I'll be sure to answer you. This is for listeners in the U.S. and Canada. We're going to see how this goes, and we'll expand it to our communities in Europe and also Australia. But it's another way to get in touch with me. Also, you can send me an email, hello at drsamburn.com. So today's show is a little controversial. I'm going to be talking about the toxic chemical called glyphosate. And this was inspired by a listener who's been following me on Instagram. And she asked me why I am talking about glyphosate. Well, you know, I've been working with kids for almost three decades, especially in the spectrum disorders. And I was looking this up the other day. In 2011, the Centers of Disease Control, CDC, reported that 54% of U.S. children with some form of chronic disorder or disease, by the age of 17, they were suffering some type of developmental delay or they were in the autistic spectrum disorder. That was back in 2011. If we fast forward to 2016, the CDC reported one in every 14 kids in the U.S., were suffering developmental disabilities. So this really caught my attention as I started to do a lot of work in the area of biochemistry. I found that a lot of these kids had digestive disorders and dietary absorption issues, inflammation, But it wasn't just happening in kids. This epidemic epidemic was also showing up in many of my adult patients. You know, they would be suffering these very strange eye inflammatory diseases that nobody could figure out. There was more and more people coming in with conditions like glaucoma, cataracts, macular degeneration, 
or just an accelerated deterior deterioration in their eyesight and vision. And the conventional eye doctors, you know, just use their symptomatic approach, but it never, it never really got the answers to them. And then when I started to expand my own lens and I looked at the broad array of conditions that adults suffer, things like anxiety, depression, celiac disease, gluten sensitivities, multiple sclerosis, even Parkinson's disease. And I had a close friend of mine who was a veterinarian and he died of Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS. And I often thought about that because he always worked very deeply in agriculture. How much did this toxic uh, exposure of glyphosate affect him? And we're dealing with environmental factors, not just here, but around the world. Conditions, genetic issues, neurological issues, autoimmune, metabolic issues. And there just seems to be this collapse in our health with all these weird conditions. I read a stat the other day. It's estimated that we spray more than 4.5 billion pounds of glyphosate. And that's the active ingredient in Roundup. You know, my dad used to own a hardware business. It was a family-owned business. And he used to put all that stuff, the fertilizers and the pesticides. And I asked him, you know, as an adult, he said, sure, yeah, we use glyphosate uh, Roundup all the time. And, of course, he was around. He moved uh, to Hilton Head, South Carolina, and he lived right on a golf course. And he ended up dying of lymphoma. And also, I often wondered, you know, that ex that constant exposure on golf courses, because that's, again, where they use a lot of the Roundup, how much that affects us. Because this Roundup, it is absorbed in the soil. It's absorbed in the water systems and the plants. And combining that with the genetically modified plants and species. This is where, again, we start eating GMO foods. We're exposed to these fertilizers and pesticides. It definitely creates an inner environment of inflammatory disease. And this Roundup Ready... Uh, these were crops that were introduced, I believe, in the yeah in the nineteen nineties, and this is a water soluble toxin that would actually travel into the water supplies, and it would affect the grains, the fruits, and the vegetables. It would infiltrate into the groundwater, so you'd be drinking it. And it finally made its way into the rivers and the oceans and ultimately our own rainfall. We've certainly seen our share of cancer in domesticated animals. 
And, um, you know, one of my colleagues, Dr. D. Blanco, by the way, you should check her out. She's a holistic veterinarian. And she's got some wonderful things that can combat this epidemic just in domesticated animals with cancer and other very strange diseases. You can go to drdblanco.com to uh, learn more about her work. So we're definitely getting sicker, no question about it. And the diseases are attacking many different organ systems. You know, when I study Chinese medicine and people are having more problems with their liver, their gallbladder, their colon, you know, there are just more difficulties. And where it shows up in, for example, women are now showing a higher degree of dementia, more Parkinson's to disease in men. Autoimmune diseases are at an all-time high. Today, one in every two people are diagnosed with cancer before they die. One in 36 children now are diagnosed with autism, compared to a mere one in 5,000 in the 70s. So the, the common thread here that I see, if you're exposed to Roundup or Ready Roundup, is the chronic inflammation. And, you know, I've said this a lot, that inflammation is really at the root of many eye diseases, but I also think systemic diseases as well. And these turn into chronic illnesses that are pretty hard to explain. So I think it's important, you know, that if we recognize that there are more environmental toxins in the in the environment, especially glyphosate, what we need to do is a couple of things. Number one, we need to cultivate a more diverse good bacteria in our body. I call that diversification. You know, you can take a probiotic, but that's a very narrow uh, source of the microbiome. It's very important to be outdoors as much as you can. You know, when you're outdoors and you're in a natural environment, your microbiome starts to grow. And you can feel the difference. You know, I, I just was on a whitewater river trip for, for seven days. And I was outside 24-7. And the expansion and the energy I felt by being outside, now I'm back at work and I'm indoors. And, you know, I used to be in offices with lots of fluorescent lights. And, you know, it was more challenging now with my... Uh, with my office schedule, I've created it in a way where I build in times to be outside. But the way I see it is the microbiome is the key to this. And it's the microbiome inside of yourself is an extension of the microbiome outside. Number two, I think it's important to find food that are being produced by farmers 
that support a healthy environment to grow the food. So they're cultivating a better soil. They're not using chemicals or pesticides or fertilizers. That they're supporting a type of agriculture that is life-affirming. You know, I'm sorry to say that the general farm bill and the agriculture that is being promoted is not life-affirming. And it's also contributing to a lot of the chronic illnesses that we're dealing with today. And number three, I think to be aware of in your local community, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, your local parks, your soccer fields, your football, baseball areas, golf courses, that this monoculture of supporting the grass by using chemical fertilizers, herbicides, pesticides, even around schools, that we need to start supporting non-toxic neighborhoods. When you eat, it's important to diversify your diet, eating nutrient-dense, organic, non-GMO foods. And when you do this, and then you add some fermented foods, you eat local fruits, this is going to help build a more diversified microbiome in your body. And it's going to help you deal with the inflammation that you're suffering. Go see a functional medicine doctor, a naturopath. Find out the state of your gut. Is there biodiversity? Or, you know, have you done a lot of antibiotic use, which negates the good microbiome? And the more you're able to di to support a diverse microbiome in your gut, this is a way for you to neutralize some of the toxicities that we're all dealing with. A healthy endocrine system. Everything from the thyroid to the adrenals to the pineal gland. When you're under chronic stress, you can't absorb your food better. Sleep is another aspect making sure you're getting enough healthy fats and oils in your diet. Trace minerals, things like magnesium, selenium, chromium, and so on. So there isn't a simple answer to this, but the steps that you can begin to take to neutralize the exposure to the environmental toxicities that are all over the place is really one of the best ways for you to, say, neutralize the, the glyphosate exposure. Now, in terms of your eyes and your eyesight, again, because the eyes have one of the highest metabolic needs of the entire body, the eyes and the brain make up 2% of the body weight and use 25% of the food intake, that the better you eat, 
the healthier your eyesight is going to be. And when you start developing symptoms, there's the micro management where you're using natural things to support your eyes. And then there's the macro management where you're looking at your diet, your lifestyle, your stress levels, your, you know, your work, your family life, your relationships, and so on. It's everything. So this is a topic I will speak more about, but I really appreciate the question from the listener on Instagram because it's something that I've studied for a long time. I don't talk about it a lot, but I do see it clinically when people show up with a lot of weird symptoms like chronic dry eye, blepharitis, glaucoma, optic neuritis, papilledema, MS, autoimmune diseases that cause uveitis, which is another very serious inflammatory disease in the eye. I always look at this level, not just topically, because steroids and antibiotics for the eyes are just Band-Aids, and they actually reduce the microbiome in the eye. We do have a microbiome in the eye, so when you do a lot of pharmaceutical drugs or laser, laser procedures, you are reducing that microbiome in the eyes. So if you have further questions, you can either email me, hello at drsamburn.com, or you can text me at 1-844-932-1291. That's our show for today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Take good care. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.